Welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Well, as you have, if you've been following me, then you know we've had some pretty powerful, powerful revelations that is going to take you to the next level, that's going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you so great that you will not have room enough to receive it all. We talked about initially how to prepare for the great wealth transfer, and people who are walking in this teaching right now are receiving promotions, they're receiving raises, they're receiving um, bonuses, and all sorts of wonderful things. And like I said earlier, my... Um, my father um, called me up and said that he was um, signing over the deed to my grandmother's home and land in Alabama, and this grandmother never even acknowledged me as her granddaughter. So that is the power of God's word. And then came the 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 phenomenal revelation about. Um, the ownership faith of ownership faith, which is a whole nother dimension of faith and how you walk in ownership faith because Jesus has the finished work, the finished work that he did on the cross. It is finished. He gave his body and he gave his blood to us. And then we got the deeper revelation that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that is different from holiness. Holiness is righteousness translated into the physical realm. So you don't have to be walking in perfection to be in perfect perfection of righteousness because we're instantly made righteous once we accept Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And what does that do for us? It puts us in the right mindset. We have the mind of Christ when we become born again, new creations in Christ Jesus. And with that mindset, we're able to receive every good and perfect gift from God. One of the issues is that we feel unworthy. We, we know we're not perfect and therefore we don't receive what God has for us. But if we recognize and if we walk in, the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then we're able to believe and receive everything that God given to us. And King David was a perfect example of that. We know King David was not perfect. God made it really clear. That's what I love about the Bible. The Bible is not whitewashed. The Bible is not sugarcoated. The Bible tells it like it is. Abraham lied not once but twice about his wife. King David, he was basically an adulterer and a murderer. Uh, how about this? Jacob was a liar and stole his birthright from his brother. I mean, so we have these powerful men and women of God who are not perfect, but they found their way into walking in a relationship with God. King David was a man after God's own heart. Abraham was God's friend. Was God call Abraham his friend? You know, he um Jesus Christ actually wrestled with Jacob and then when he was done made changed his name to Israel, the a prince. Sarah, she also was transformed. So it is a powerful thing to recognize that I may not be perfect. I may not be walking 
in 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 all the things that I want to walk in with the Lord, but internally my spirit is pure and it has the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and I can stand before the throne room before my daddy Abba Father you before my Lord and Savior Christ Jesus and before my Lord God Holy Spirit and say I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of the blood of Christ because of his death on the cross and he gave me his body and his blood and just like God gave the Adams the bloody sheepskin and told them to put it on just like Abel basically gave um Abel gave gave the the lamb as a sacrifice and was considered righteous just like so many examples just like the lamb that the is the the, the nation of Israel put across the doorpost right and that blood of that little lamb, not just any lamb, the lamb that was in their home, the lamb that the children petted, the lamb that they fed and and loved on and kept running into their arms because of all the love. And, and this one last time he came into the arms of the father of the household and the, he was slain. That is so Powerful. This lamb's blood, this righteous lamb's blood was put on the doorpost and the death angel passed them by. So we, we have, those of us who accept Christ Jesus, we have the blood. We have his body, his skin. And just like Jacob, when he deceived his father, um, Isaac, and getting Esau, his elder brother's blessing, which, by the way, Esau sold for a bowl of beans. Let's not forget that part. But the long and short of it is he had on Esau's clothes. So he smelled like Esau. He had on he had on the goat skin on his arm because Esau was hairy and Jacob wasn't. Well, we have we have the. The cloak of righteousness We have We smell like Christ Jesus We have his skin So we feel like Christ Jesus And we have the blood That makes us Like Christ Jesus So This This revelation Enables us To Walk in The ownership faith Which enables us to walk in How to receive the great wealth transfer And so now we understand We are the righteousness of God And then the last thing that I Had got the revelation on Was the story where Elijah talked to the widow woman Who the the men were The debt collectors were coming To take her two sons For the debt of their family Because her her husband, who was a prophet under Elijah, had died. And she had nothing but this very expensive, and people don't realize this probably was some type of burial oil or something like that, but it was a, just a smidgen, not a lot of it. And he said, what do you have in your hand? And the revelation that I got out of that teaching was, how we curse just about everything we have. You know, I thought about my marriage. You know, I wasn't happy. And I was always thinking about how, you know, how could I make this marriage better? I wasn't 
happy. I kept looking at what I had and cursing it. Or how about this being overweight and you're trying to lose weight and you lose a few pounds or whatever. And you, you still look at your body and you curse it because you're not happy with your body. Thank God I have a body. Thank God. How about your hair? You want your hair to be longer and stronger and whatever, like it was in your youth. Oh, how about this? Bless what you have. How about your relationship? What about your job? Oh, that was such a profound, deep revelation for me because I wasn't cursing outwardly. I wasn't saying curse words outwardly. Matter of fact, I was smiling and saying blessings. But internally, in the inner me, I was not happy. I was not satisfied. And I needed to turn that around, which I have been doing. I am grateful. And I try to look at things now with the correct perspective of understanding that God is a great God, right? God is a great God. And he has a great plan for you and a great plan for me. And it's not some mediocre plan. He doesn't want us just to get by. He doesn't want us to be in lack and poverty. He doesn't want us to walk in sickness and disease. He wants us to be healthy and wealthy. He wants us to be a ble- to be blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. Right? So this is what has been in my heart and I've been meditating on this and um, passing it on to my mentees and those and passing it on to you. And with this new perspective, this new perspective of not looking at the two fish and the five loaves and saying like Matthew and Philip, <clears throat> it is not enough, Right. Not like um, the perspective of, of let's see, um, the widow woman of looking at her oil and saying, all I got is this little bit of oil. No, we need to look at what God has given us, our bodies, our minds, our our money, our time, our relationships. He's given us a lot of things. Are we being good stewards? Are we adding value to everything that we are involved with? Are we adding value to everything that we are involved with? Think about it. I know I had to rethink a lot of things. My son, I'm just going to tell you, you know, I've got a son and a daughter. They're young adults now. So, you know, it's pretty much the raising is pretty much over. And, you know, I, I get sometimes frustrated because it's a young adult. And, you know, my son is um, staying with me for a while because, you know, he's trying to get himself together and go back to school and you know, do some things and you want to, you know, it's kind of tough out there. So as a parent, you want to be somewhat of a safety net, but not so much as that they become codependent and they don't grow up. And of course, you know, when, when a young man is looking at their mother, it's like, you know, mommy, you know, this is the one that nurtured me and t- takes care of me and solves my problems. And, and, 
now you're a young adult, I can't play that role anymore. I can't solve all your problems because you're never going to grow up if I do. So I get frustrated when the garbage is not taken out right away. Or, you know, if we're running out of toilet tissue in the house, why do I have to tell you we need toilet tissue? Those are the kind of things that frustrate me and make me look at my son and and what? Curse him. Not not in the sense of cursing him with my I'm saying bad words over him, but my inner self, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, this is not enough. When I should be looking at my son and saying, bless my son, continue, Lord, to bless him and give him wisdom and insight and understanding and knowledge, the spirit of the Lord and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. Give my son the spirit of might and the spirit of counsel and discernment of spirit and look at the good things that he's doing. But still tell them to take the garbage out and things like that. So I'm, I've been really trying to grasp my, my perspective around my son as well as my daughter. And, and, um, it's, it's, um, been just, you know, very powerful because you don't realize, you know, that you're cursing something by the way you think about it, by the way you think about it. So as I reflect on, on this latest revelation of don't curse, stop cursing in the inner cursing of things, which you're not even aware of it. You've been doing it all your life for so long, not happy in your marriage and you're not happy um, in on your job and you're you're not happy in your relationships because guess what? These are human beings who are not perfect and neither are what you. Right. So you're so. So you have to go to the spirit realm. I love this class that um, my godfather is teaching um, this this um, last few months. He's going to be teaching how to be um, lean and clean for the king. And the powerful thing about this class is, is that it goes beyond sin. I mean, we after a while, you're you're hopefully you're at a point as a mature Christian where sin is not the issue. Now we have to get down to discerning between what's good, what's, what's better, and what's best. What's good may not necessarily be good for you, right? So the lean part is zeroing in on the Holy Spirit and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit of the, of the Father and doing exactly what He tells us to do. And Jesus did this. This is what our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, did. He basically, I guess, he only did what he saw his father do in the spirit realm. And he only said what he heard his father say. And when he cursed the fig tree, it was the father Cursing the fig tree. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, it was the father raising Lazarus from the dead, right? So we need to try to get to the point in our life where we're, we're focused like a laser beam. A laser beam is light is 
dispersed all around us, and but pretty much it doesn't burn us. It didn't doesn't drill a hole in us. But when you synchronize those light waves, when you have all the crests meet and all the troughs meet at the same point, when you synchronize that light, it becomes what we call a laser. And that laser can penetrate even steel itself and burn a hole through it. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. God wants us to be laser focused on the thing that he ordained for us to do from the beginning of time. He wants us to be about his business, be about our father's business. And if Every born again, spirit filled Christian would listen to the Holy Spirit and ask God, what is my destiny? What have you, what do you have me to do, Lord? And do it? Oh, wow. I can't even imagine what planet Earth would be like. It would be awesome. There would be no more lack, no more poverty, no more sickness, no more disease. Why? Because people will be focused like a laser beam on their, what they are called to do. So the person who was called to, for the cure, to, to find the cure for cancer would find it. And the person who was called to find the cure for COVID would find it. And the person who was called to find the cure for HIV would find it. Yes. How about this? Housing. Food, plant, planting, growing, everything, every human process would be done to perfection because the individuals that were designed to do it from the beginning of time will receive their directives, their directives from the Father, from the Holy Spirit. They will be totally spirit-led, no no deception, no getting deceived and tricked into wasting your precious time and um, energy on things that are not relevant or really not relevant for who? You? No more wasted time, no more wasted relationships. You will be in the right relationship with the right person ordained for that you should be with from the beginning of time. It, I, I just can't. There will be no more waste. There will be no more waste of anything. No more waste of food. No more waste of time. No more waste of relationships. No more waste of energy. Oh, wow. Like a laser beam. We would be body, soul, and spirit in submission to the Holy Spirit, to God's word and perfect plan for each and every one of us. Oh man, I, it just, I just, I'm just in awe when I just think about it, how we could all be like laser beams focused on the, where we should go. There would be no more envy. There would be no more jealousy. There will be none of that. Why? Because you will be exactly where you need to be doing exactly what you're supposed to do and be celebrated. Be celebrated because you are in alignment with your destiny. And there's only one you. There's no one else that can replace you.
There's no one else that can be like you. There's no one else that can fulfill your destiny except for you. I was listening to 60 Minutes as they were, the whistleblower was talking about um, what's going on with Facebook. And they're not the only one. And how that there is this um, this tension between profitability and doing the right thing. And Satan in this world system, he's always going to have profitability in many cases going against the grain of doing the right thing. Except when you find these individuals, when you find these individuals that have zoned in on their destiny have zoned in on being about their father's business, has zoned in on why God sent them on this planet. And we we can name these people, right? Mother Teresa, right? She's she's definitely one of the um, I would say Martin Luther King, right? Um Booker T. Washington, um, Mary Cloud Bethune. How about it's just so many great people. I, I look at um, Ben Franklin. I look at George Washington. I, I look at men and women who basically started the YMCA or the first orphanage. Wow. <laughs> These men and women have touched, have touched the face of God to a certain extent. Because they are doing what they're supposed to do. And when they do what they're supposed to do, they impact the world in such a positive way. Smith Wigglesworth, right? We have these awesome Queen Esther. Oh, what a great woman of God. Saved a whole nation. Put her life on the line. She, if she had gone in and, and the king had not extended his scepter to Queen Esther, she would have been immediately executed. That's how serious that was. How about Ruth? Oh, man, you're talking about someone who zeroed in on their destiny. A widow, a Moabitess. But she would not leave her what? Mother-in-law. Wait a minute. We're talking about her mother-in-law. She wouldn't leave her. She said, your God will be my God. I will go where you go. I will do what you do. And only death itself will separate us. A lot of people use these same words in their wedding vows. But this was between a daughter and a daughter-in-law. And God was so pleased. She was so sold out. She wasn't treated nicely because she wasn't Jewish. She was looked down upon. You know, and she was in a bad situation. They were poverty stricken. She was out there with the gleaners gleaning a basket of of wheat and barley in some cases so that her mother-in-law and her could eat. She would get up early in the morning. The Moabitist, the foreigner. And she humbly went because she meant what she said, that she was that Naomi's God was going to be her God from that day forward. And guess what happened? She caught the attention of the richest man in Bethlehem. She caught the attention 
of Boaz, who, by the way, Boaz, who had, I believe, his his mother was basically um, the prostitute that um, Rahab, who who basically saved um, the Jewish spies. And and guess what? So he was not his mother was not Jewish and probably was scorned and not treated well in some cases by some very shallow minded people. But she emerged herself with the Jewish people, raised up a godly Jewish son, Boaz, and he was attracted to Ruth. I'm sure she was beautiful. But she was not only beautiful on the outside, Ruth was beautiful on the inside because Ruth was following her destiny. And Ruth is in the lineage of the Lord God Christ Jesus himself. Wow. Ruth is in the lineage of Christ Jesus, the line of Judah, right? So it is very exciting to to be walking in these most recent revelations and I expect to see signs and wonders and miraculous things happening and I just want to say that it's been a privilege I'm I'm, I'm looking at this opportunity I am able to Share the revelation, share the word of God that the Holy Spirit reveals to me on 94.1 FM wave 94. And I think it's been close to over five years now. And it was, I think it was seven years in 2009. The Holy Spirit um, instructed me, the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus instructed me to start the blog, Enter the Glory Zone. They gave me the name and everything. And I started immediately. I was in the middle of a 40-day fast. And seven years on the dot, I didn't even realize it was seven years. God spoke to me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. Lord Jesus spoke to me. The Father spoke to me and said, I want you to start this radio show. Wow. And I have had this honor and this great privilege to share, to share the great revelations that that are going to catapult you and I into this great life, this abundant life that Christ Jesus died on the cross to give us. I just want to recognize and say thank you, Godfather Doug Apple. God, thank you for the honor and privilege of being on 94.1 FM. Let me look in my hand and see what I have and bless it. Bless 94.1 FM wave 94. Bless Godfather Doug Apple. Bless this radio station. Let me look at it and bless it. And let you, you listeners, look at your life and start blessing the things in your life instead of cursing the things in your life. And then you can move and recognize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because of His blood, because of His blood that He sacrificed for us. And then you can then, what's next? Then you can 
Walk in ownership, faith, and receive the great wealth transfer. I just want to say, close out this broadcast with Roman 10.9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Thank you so very much. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord.